the few pieces that activate that ability to to tune in and to connect intuitively first it is understanding that you're already doing it and giving reverence and gratitude to what's already there like i guarantee that all of the women listening right now are already psychically activated in one way or another a hundred percent guarantee that spirit is talking to every single one of your listeners whether it's seeing 1111, whether it's just like getting those flood of goosebumps every time you have a knowing, whether it's getting like clear vision in the dream space or clear thought form, it doesn't matter what it is. But the thing that stops that intuitive flow is just usually doubt of what is already there. It's a questioning of whether I am actually getting psychic information or whether I'm making it up. Welcome to The Feminine Frequency. I'm your host, Amy Natalie, women's empowerment coach, feminine embodiment guide, and creator of The Feminine Codes. This podcast is designed to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your frequency, and empower your mindset. We cover everything from increasing your confidence, trusting your intuition, deepening intimacy in your relationships, and magnetizing abundance into your life. Each week, you'll receive a new episode filled with feminine wisdom and inspiration to remind you of the magic that already lives inside of you. Ready to dive in? Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to today's episode of The Feminine Frequency. I am really excited and grateful to be here with you. And this week is a really big week because... My book, The Feminine Way, is officially launched out in the world and is available for you to order it on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, lots of online platforms, and I am so excited for everyone who pre-ordered the book to be receiving it this week. And, you know, so much has gone into not only writing the book, but sharing about the book and the fact that it's finally live and that it's going to be in so many hands and hearts around the world just really, really lights my soul on fire. So if you have not ordered your copy, you can go to Amazon. You can scroll down to the link in the show notes for today to purchase The Feminine Way. And also, if you want to share a copy with someone that you love, a soul sister of yours, it is going to make a really great gift for the holidays. If you have already placed your order, once you start reading it, one of the best ways that you can support The Feminine Way to reach more people is to leave a review on Amazon. So, I really appreciate in advance all of your support, sharing it on social media, any way that you feel inspired to spread the love, that means the world to me. And I'm just really grateful for this incredible podcast community that has been cultivated over the years. So thank you for being here. In today's episode, we are connecting with the lovely Rhiannon Hines, and we are going to be talking about how to open your intuitive channel. When we recorded this episode about a month ago, during the conversation, I had a really big intuitive nudge to go on Rhiannon's next retreat, which is coming up in January in Bali. And when this intuitive nudge came through, 
it was one of those things where it was like, really, you're going to go to Bali for seven days? Like, how does that make any sense? And, you know, do the logistics work out? And I got into like all of the analyzing, overthinking as we do when we're on making really big decisions. And it was really interesting to see what came up for me when it was like a true soul yes to make this investment of both time and energy and money and also just really celebrating that even when those fears came up for me I really tuned into the alignment of it and looked at all of the details and was like I can make this work I'm gonna make this happen and every time that I do that when I listen to my intuition and I lean into the decisions that feel the most expansive the decisions that make me feel most alive it always works out better than I could ever imagine so I'm excited for you to tune into Rhiannon's magic in this episode and also if you feel inspired to join the Bali retreat then I will see you there All right, so let me introduce this lovely being, Rhiannon Hines, who is an intuitive channel, author, and energy worker, and the founder of Intuitive Rebirth Energy Work Method. She dedicates her life to her soul work, which is to initiate as many gifted lightworkers as possible into their roles on earth at this time. Rhiannon has spent the past 10 years working and lecturing as a remedial massage therapist, teaching yoga meditation and breath work, and facilitating yoga teacher trainings internationally. Now using her signature intuitive rebirth energy work method, Rhiannon is empowering healers to step into their power as high-earning transformational energy workers. In October of 2022, she launched her best-selling book, The Keepers of the Light Codes, a channeled text to initiate lightworkers into their soul-led missions here on planet Earth. And I also got myself a copy of her book. So lots of beautiful wisdom and magic coming through Rhiannon. And I hope that you enjoy this conversation. As you're listening, if you are feeling inspired and expanded, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. I would love to connect with you over there on Instagram and... Yeah, enjoy the episode. We'll see you on the other side. Hello, Rhiannon, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency. It's so lovely to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's beautiful to be here. Yeah, I feel like even in just the the few minutes of getting to feel your energy and connect with you, I feel such a beautiful warmth and sweetness yet also a power that I'm I'm feeling kind of like this this mixture of of your essence and it's really wonderful to get to know you and I'm excited to see what comes through today in our conversation thank you thank you as I was tuning into you actually I was like whoa I could feel the essence of this conversation and all your other conversations the essence of your community I was like whew it's going to be good. <laughs> yes, it sure will. And, you know, even as we're talking about tuning into energy and tuning into frequency, I know that, you know, it, it is quite an advanced practice when we hone in on our intuition, when we hone in on our energetic gifts. 
that it gets much stronger and clearer. Yet, you know, in the beginning stages of I know in my spiritual journey before I had a spiritual awakening and did a lot of work to refine my intuition and be able to really sense the subtle energies, it wasn't that easy for me. And I, I was feeling these different energies, but I didn't really know what they were and it was kind of overwhelming. So I'm curious from from your experience, because I know that you train others in energy healing work and I know you work with people from all different backgrounds at all different levels of, you know, their journeys. And I'm curious to hear a little bit more from you about what does that take? What is that process to really open our our energetic field, to be able to feel energy, to be able to understand energy? Like what is the process to really allowing that to flow freely? Yeah, well, it's funny. When I got the message from Spirit that I had to start teaching this work, I just thought, how on earth am I going to teach people how to channel in the way that I channel? So in my work, I, I channel. And then when someone comes in for the energy work, I'm in that channeled state the whole time doing what came through beforehand. And I thought, how on earth am I going to teach that? And Spirit, with like a sense of humor, laughed and was like, get yourself off the pedestal, Rhiannon. And like, it's very teachable and everyone can do it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> um, noted. And there's not, from every single person that's come through a training, not a single person has ever not been able to channel. Isn't that crazy? Like everyone has got it in one way or, or another. And the, the, the pieces, the, the few pieces that activate that ability to, to tune in and to connect intuitively first, it is understanding that you're already doing it and giving reverence and gratitude to what's already there. Like I guarantee that all of the women listening right now are already psychically activated in one way or another. A hundred percent guarantee that spirit is talking to every single one of your listeners. Whether it's seeing 1111, whether it's just like getting those flood of goosebumps every time you have a knowing, whether it's getting like clear vision in the dream space or clear thought form, it doesn't matter what it is. But the thing that stops that intuitive flow is just usually doubt of what is already there. It's a questioning of whether I am actually getting psychic information or whether I'm making it up. So that is like, that is it basically, first and foremost, is you have to just lean into the trust of the, like the breadcrumbs that are there and like get the breadcrumb. So if the breadcrumb is like, take a bath, <laughs> you treat that breadcrumb like it is the wisdom of the Bible. You take that bath and you say, thank you, spirit, for that beautiful insight. And then with that gratitude for the psychic wisdom, you open more and more, the messages get bigger, clearer, and you can lean into trust more and more. So number one is letting go of the doubt and trusting that you already got this. And number two is is learning how to live from the heart. Most people live from the mind. And the mind, when it's frantically thinking and running stories, there's no receptivity there. It's a penetrative energy that doesn't leave you open to receive the wisdom that is all around you. Whereas the heart is a receptive energy. When you're in the heart, 
your mind becomes receptive, your mind becomes the God mind, you receive higher thoughts. So it's like, how do we get in the heart? I always say to my students, it's as though like at the center of your chest, right down in the cavity, it's like there's a nose there, a couple of nostrils, right? And you can literally take your breath there all day, every day. Take your breath there. And when you're taking your breath there, you can't be in your mind. So everyone is psychic, everyone is intuitive, everyone's going to access their different skills, their different ways of receiving at different time, but you take what's there and you treat it like an absolute treasure chest of wisdom and you get in your heart. That's it. <laughs> mm, this is so aligned with what I teach around feminine energy, which is like our soul lives in our body and our heart is such a a space it's like you said receptive which is the feminine the feminine is very receptive and when we're in our mind we tend to be more in the masculine energy when we're in our body we're in the feminine and so if we want to be open to receiving guidance and wisdom we want to be open to receiving intuition it really does require us to connect with the body to drop into the body and like you shared really using one of the most simple tools that has been taught throughout the history of so many traditions for thousands and thousands of years, which is the breath, right? And I think so many people come to spirituality first. Many people, yoga is their introduction to spirituality, right? And it's the connection of the mind and the body and the spirit through the breath. And then we can access some of these, these deeper modalities as well of energy healing too. So I love what you shared about like transitioning from the mind to the body, which takes intention, it takes devotion, because the autopilot that we have as humans is to live from the mind, right? That's our that's our autopilot mode, but like living the path of the feminine and living the path of a healer and a leader is really about, you know, being connected to your heart and living from that place, which is an ongoing practice, right? And the other thing that I really want to highlight that you shared is this aspect of gratitude and, and being in connection with spirit of like, you've literally been given a sign or you've been given some insight and wisdom. And instead of doubting it and saying like, oh, I don't know if that's real or I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at this or I, I'm, I'm not really a, an intuitive or I don't have these intuitive gifts. What if we actually shifted to being like, oh, thank you. Like, Thank you for showing me. Thank you for guiding me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like our minds as well are so powerful. Like the mind is, it has been demonized because it's misused, right? The mind is misused. It's it's allowed to run rampant like a naughty untrained puppy. But when the mind is pulled into check, the mind is the, the most sacred ally of the heart. And the mind creates and shapes our reality. So if you're perceiving that you're not yet intuitive, that you're learning to become psychic, your mind then has pushed away your psychic abilities into some time in the future that isn't now. So it's about using the mind to claim it now, to say, I'm fully psychically intuitively activated now and I lead from my heart now, there's no work to do, it is all done. And just that shift alone, which comes from the mind, opens your heart, 
opens your heart, opens your gifts, opens your channel. Yeah, I think it is so important what you share to not demonize the mind because the the mind is brilliant. Like we have brilliant capabilities from our mind. And when we learn how to train the mind and how to direct our mind towards the things that we actually want to believe, then we are are really aligning our energy and our attention and intention with what it is that we want to create and who we believe ourselves to be. So for someone who's like, how do I, you know, train my mind to do that? Or what are some ways that I can direct my mind to a different space if I'm usually used to being, you know, at least in in my my past, you know, really struggled with depression and with anxiety and and I was always in my mind and always having these thoughts of not being good enough or having these negative self-talk around my body or all, you know, having this comparison that was so common. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you for someone who may be in that space and wanting to get out of low vibrational thoughts or emotions. What would you, what would you offer to them maybe as a practice or as a, yeah, as a, a tool for them to work with? Firstly, you're not alone if you're listening and you're like, that is me. How do I get in my heart? My mind is out of control. Like that is 95% of the population. But what you need to know, if if training your mind feels like a monumental task, what you need to know is you only ever think now. That's the only time you're ever thinking is now. So there's only one thought that you ever need to correct. So you don't need to think, how am I going to keep this up or this mind training for the rest of my life? You just have to fix the thought that you're thinking now. That's the only thought, right? And then the next now. (laughs) So when I was like in my very early 20s, I was, my mind was out of control to the point where I could travel all the way around the world. And I would be like, I'm not even here. Like, what is the point in going anywhere? Because I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't feel anything. I was so in my mind. And I knew I needed to leave my partner at the time, but he was my fiance. We had a house together. We had two cats together. It was like my best friend. And trying to work it out, my God, my mind was just like scrambling to try and work out what to do. And I was exhausted. It felt like if if I could have given it an image, it would be like a, a, a tangled up bunch of barbed wire. That's how my mind felt. It's like I was anxious, I was depressed, I was everything that you're speaking about. I remember just thinking, all right, it is thinking that is driving me insane. So just today, I'm not going to think about anything. So I went to the park and I sat under a tree and I looked at the clouds and I looked at the trees, I looked at the kids playing and I thought, well, that's five seconds that's passed. I just got to keep going. (laughs) and I just kept looking and not thinking and every time I thought I was like no no thinking because I'm not getting anywhere I'm not figuring anything out here and obviously that is not a sustainable way to live forever because thoughts are helpful right like in our creation in our business in day-to-day life we need thoughts but at that point where I was at breaking point I kind of took myself on a boot camp for, I remember consciously doing it for about three days, not thinking. And then I don't remember what I did after that, but I remember clarity came and everything got easier. So my advice would be to not think 
if you're at that tipping point where your mind is in that knot of barbed wire (laughs) or whatever it feels like to you, just stop. Just spending one day today looking, watching, noticing, and then do it tomorrow. That's the only thing you need to do. And as you, as you mentioned, the breath is the gateway to the body. So as you're watching, you can even count the breaths, like in two, three, or out two, three, because that's like a mind anchor, a mind hook. And just do it today. And then wake up and be like, okay, I'm actually going to do it tomorrow because I'm going to do it today again because it feels, it feels good. The second thing that is like a probably a little bit more of a difficult concept to get your head around is that a lot of thought form that is coming into our mind is not actually organic to us. It is inorganic frequency. You could call it entity. You could call it lower vibrational currents that are penetrating the mind space. And these thoughts are not are not organic to us. They are they are attacks. They are coming through the lower the lower vibrational psyche of the collective, and they're not yours. So if you're having a thought that is super destructive to self or others, notice it. I see you, and I see that that's not me. A thought that says I'm so fat today. I'm so whatever. I'm not capable she's a bitch, whatever, right? And it's like, whoa, that's not you because you are love. You are love, that is who you are. So that cannot possibly be you. That cannot possibly be your thought. So see it, notice it. I see you return to source with love. Contract is over, we're done here. And come back into that heart. Mm, I love that. That reminds me of some teachings from A Course in Miracles where they talk about how, you know, your thoughts only come from two places, either love or fear. And we always have the choice to come back to love. And I, I really feel like this perspective of, of acknowledging that some of these thoughts aren't even ours. They don't belong to us and that they're not the frequency in which love would operate from. And so I love this bringing awareness to what is the quality of my thoughts and can I come back to love? And what you shared about your practice of sitting under the tree, I mean, how beautiful is it that that you went through your own boot camp and like found that practice? And to me, it's an example that, you know, meditation can be in many different forms. For some people like myself, it's like sitting in silence with my eyes closed, focusing on the breath as the mantra. Um, you know, for others, it can be a walking meditation, being out in nature and walking and looking around you know, everything can be a meditation when we wash our hands, when we take a shower, when we're making food, when we can bring our attention and direct it to the present moment and what's happening, then that is a meditation. And I I think that it's important to note that like different styles of meditation work for different people, but essentially we're, we're training the mind to not just attach onto the thoughts and to not just be following the thoughts kind of like a wild wild monkey you know and it's like okay we we can actually be powerful creators and we can powerfully direct our attention to where we want it to be towards the thoughts that we want to be so yeah i feel like this practice because it is totally a practice of quieting the mind and coming into the body coming into the present moment that is 
that is definitely such a, a tool that we, we need to access in order to open to clearer guidance and wisdom. So you said you felt a lot of clarity and you felt, you know, some more openness after you started to, to do that practice. I'm curious if that's where you feel like you started to connect with your intuitive gifts or do you feel like you you were connected with them before and they just got like much stronger? Tell us a little bit more about your journey of really activating your channeling and, and your intuitive guidance. Yeah, I feel like when I was a child, I really had, my channel was open. I was so connected. Like I remember being about, even nine and having this feeling like I just got spat out of my body, like just in full soul observation. And I used to think like, who is Rhiannon? Like I know I'm meant to be Rhiannon, but who is Rhiannon? I used to like really wig out as a child, like wig out. And I tried to explain it to my mum and dad and they didn't get it there, but my mum would definitely get it now. But um, then I then I fell asleep and then I fell asleep when I was a teenager because I so desperately wanted to do well in life. I wanted to like get a really good job and the, the stronghold of society and what is expected of me started to dictate my direction and my flow rather than my essence of truth that was already there when I used to write poems when I was a little girl and now I love writing, you know, it's like I forgot for about 10 years. And then um, what it was for me was, yeah, it was definitely at that time. That was like my dark night of the soul time. And luckily for me, that was when I was only 21. So I was very, very lucky. <laughs> but I remember going to a yoga class, as you mentioned at the start, yoga is so much a part of the awakening because it brings you into the body, into the softness. And this teacher played a song in Savasana and it was my first time like hearing music in a yoga class, hearing kind of commercial music. And the song was by Leonard Cohen. And Leonard Cohen is my dad's favorite musician. So I like grew up listening to all of his music, like knew all of the lyrics. So when she, the, the class was silent, like no, no sound at all. And then when we laid in Shavasana, I heard the opening riff, like the opening notes. And I just like started to weep and weep. I'm weak because I heard the song through different ears, like from my space of tenderness. And the lyric was like, there's a crack in everything. And that's how the light gets in. And I just remember hearing that lyric and just feeling myself cracking, like feeling myself breaking, but feeling like a liberation come through. And so for me, my intuition has come online through like acts of deep, trust, surrender, and jumping on major life decisions. Like alongside that, I practiced like the art of writing, channeling, using tarot cards, using pendulums, all these different bits and bobs. But ultimately what has activated my intuition is listening to the in intense contraction of my body that says something isn't right here and jumping into the unknown despite not knowing where I was going or what would catch me. So that was the first time I did it then at that stage of my life when I jumped out of the relationship, out of the home, I just let everything go. And spirit like 
caught me so gracefully, so graciously. And I felt like a butterfly, like I went traveling by myself. I felt free. I literally felt like a butterfly, I remember. And then and then it's been a series of big decisions, like huge relationship breakups, huge sales of like I had to sell my business, which was a huge, a huge business with lots of uh, staff. That was a yoga business, actually. Like I got told to sell it overnight and then I had to. So these huge intuitive nudges that have made me so uncomfortable that it's like, how could I possibly sell this business? How could I possibly leave this partner? But then leaning into it and saying, I trust and just jumping into the unknown. Every time I've taken one of those leaps of faith, it's like doorways have opened, opportunities have come my way, life has got better, my psychic gifts have become clearer. And so I wouldn't dare not follow one of those nudges now. I wouldn't dare because the rewards are so sweet. I wouldn't risk missing out on one of those rewards just to feel some temporary relief of pain, of that discomfort. So for me, it's like my intuitive journey has been that. It's been that. It's been just like diving into the unknown and surrendering uh, what the constructed reality of myself that I had made time and time again, time and time again. And then in that, it's like, who am I now? It's like, I'm nothing and yet I'm everything. I know that everything I've created with intuitive rebirth, it could be gone tomorrow or it could be 20 times bigger and change tomorrow. And I don't care. I don't care. And then from that space of absolute trust, as you say, I'm in the feminine energy of the heart. And then I can't not receive psychic information. I can't not receive these like downloads coming into my mind, these energies coming through my body. So this way of acting and, and diving into the unknown is just getting easier and easier. Mm, I so resonate with that and what you shared about the universe catching you when you take those big leaps. I mean, every time I've taken big leaps, similarly leaving a marriage, moving across the country, going nomadic, like so many different leaps. And when when you take those leaps, it's like, I don't know what's on the other side. And our ego is terrified that it's going to be worse or it, we're not going to be okay. It's not going to be safe. But when we really listen listen to those those cues and those nudges, then like, I feel like the, the universe rewards people who take courageous action and who listen to those intuitive nudges. It's almost like you said, like the doors open up and the, the, you're just caught and so supported in ways that you could never even imagine. Like you can't even, you know, it's great to write down your visions and your goals and what is it that you desire. But like many of the things that have happened in my life, and it sounds like in your life, like you couldn't even write them down and say, oh my God, like this is, this is what's going to happen. It's like in hindsight, you're like, oh my God, I, I like even me right now living in Asheville two, two, after two years. And I came from like San Diego, living in Southern California for most of my life. And my life is so beautiful here. Like I feel, yeah, emotional just thinking about like the connection that I have with the land here and with my community here and meeting my partner here and living in a beautiful home with one of my dear soul sisters. Like I could never have written that story and I wouldn't have 
I wouldn't be experiencing it if I let that safety and that comfort and that familiarity, which I think the more connected we are to our intuition, that that comfort zone and that safety actually becomes at some point to, more painful than it is to leave, more painful than it is to take the leap, like like that anguish and that 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 misalignment that we feel both either physically or emotionally. It's like, I can't actually stay in this. Like it's not really an option because that gets so loud that it's like, I have to leave. And, and I think, like you said, as we continue to practice this and have real life experience of this is what happens when I take the leap, then we, it, it becomes easier because we, we have evidence that, that we can trust that. Right. And if, our listeners are like, well, I've never taken a leap or like, if I take a leap, how do I know that's going to happen for me? I don't have that lived experience. Borrow it from our stories, borrow it from other people who are on the path. Because when I was in that space, married for, you know, in inner anguish, am I going to stay? Am I going to change my whole life? Like, what am I going to do? I remember reading stories of women who were courageous and on their spiritual path and listening to podcasts and using their stories as evidence that it's also possible for me too. Yeah, exactly. That's such beautiful advice. Just borrow, borrow the story. And I actually shared about this yesterday on my Instagram. So it's perfectly aligned. It's when we're thinking of psychics or intuitives, often we're thinking that these people that are very psychically activated, like know everything about their future. And therefore they're making these courageous decisions because they know it's gonna go a certain way. And it's actually the opposite. Some psychics have very clear vision for the future, but often they're wrong because timelines change. Um, but to be super intuitive is to be so in trust of spirit that you don't know actually at all what the outcome is going to be. But as you say, you trust that pain, like you trust that discomfort of where you are now to know that where you are now is not right. And that is enough for someone who is intuitive and everyone is intuitive. Everyone is intuitive. So like, Often we're coming at the psychic information or, or psychic understanding with kind of a masculine viewpoint. Like I will act once I get all these tarot cards in a line, all my ducks in a line, and I know X, Y, and Z. It's like you are never going to find surrender from being so dependent on psychic tools like tarot cards. You are only going to find that beautiful connection with spirit, that beautiful heart-led life where you're getting those miracles coming your way when you're your intuitive connection in the now, which says jump now is enough. Once you can lean into that being enough, then that is where the masterpiece that is life starts to really come together. Mm, yes, I love that guidance. And I think it can be so easy to be like, oh, well, I'll only take the leap if I know exactly what's going to happen on the other side. And that's not surrender like that's still control like that's our mind wanting to have control and to feel completely safe along the way and 
you know, when we cling on to that control and that safety, it keeps us stuck in our identity. It keeps us stuck in the same reality and it doesn't allow us to evolve into who we're, we're meant to be. So yeah, I love this aspect of, of releasing the control and being in full faith and like in the moment, listening and knowing and following that and that being what leads us to the the outcomes that are magical really that are that are so expansive beyond what our rational mind can can come up with yeah i know that you guide practitioners you guide others to channel to connect with their intuitive gifts to you know support others on their healing journeys and so i'd love for you to share a little bit about what your work currently looks like and how you teach um, others in your in your method so it actually flows on perfectly from what we've been discussing so I teach a modality called intuitive rebirth that I suppose is channeled it's channeled through my body it's channeled through through every aspect of me and what I teach in intuitive rebirth what we teach in this community is exactly what we've been discussing it's like your best work as a healer as an energy worker and I'm talking best work where you're, someone is coming for a session with you and their life is radically altering because those old programs that have been holding them back have been freed and they've activated this aspect of themselves that is full power. Like this is the work that the practitioners are doing on their clients. So what is it that allows them to be that powerful, that transformative as healers? Well, it's letting go of any fixed idea, any need to control and being so in trust of the purity of your heart and your connection to spirit in the session that you do what you know you have to do, that you fully just trust your knowing. And so in intuitive rebirth, this is going to look different for everybody. Like some people were channeling before the session, writing heaps of stuff down. Some people are not are getting absolute crickets when they do that. So they're trusting their body. They're laying their hands on, on their partner and they're breathing into their heart. And then they're like, Phew, there's something in the womb. We're going into the womb and they're trusting that. They're trusting that. So, so if you go on our Instagram page, like what you're going to see are these people in huge processes. And these huge processes are happening within like five minutes of the session starting. And people are connecting with us and asking us, what is the technique? Like, what are you doing? And it's like, the technique is love and trust. There, there is no technique. The technique is loving trust. Because when you know what, what you need to do in your body, you know you need to say, put your hand on their womb and take, guide them to take a breath into their womb, to, to sing a song from their womb, to visualize a dragon in their womb. Like, it doesn't matter if you are getting that download, you say it. That's the only rule. If you're getting the download from spirit with the intention that the highest work, the deepest healing and transformation take place that can possibly take place, the intention is important. And your connection to the highest guides and source, that is important. But other than that, you just have to act on what you know. And when you act on what you know, the session is mind-blowing effortless and deeply transformative so this is the ultimate act of surrender that comes through in service work because if you have the desire to heal 
and maybe you've you've taken Reiki or you're a breathwork practitioner or even a yoga teacher and you have a desire to heal, then your soul is encoded with so much wisdom. Your soul has probably done this lifetime and lifetime over. And when you can let go of all of the frameworks that have been holding you together in your service, doing things in a certain way, following a certain formula, if you can let go of all of that and trust that actually you are masterful and you were always masterful long before you took, took any course, if you can trust that aspect of yourself, then you become full power. You become like deeply transformative as a healer. So intuitive rebirth, it's, it's an initiation. It's initiation into trust, an initiation to reclaim those codes of mastery. And it's a permission slip to just go, to just go for it. Because the framework that we put in place creates safety. The intention creates, ensures purity, the connection to guides, keeps the energy like so crystalline. And then from there, there is such a safe container of loving trust that that activation of like true soul healer magic is is born is what comes through. Mm, as I'm listening to you, I can feel the energy and the frequency of like the purity of this, this style of healing and this modality. And yeah, I really feel your your humbleness and, and your devotion to to love. And that feels really, really beautiful, especially in in kind of a, a an industry and in a space where sometimes that gets muddled a little bit. And so I'm really excited to to hear that you're hosting these retreats and certifications. And I believe you have one coming up in January in Bali. Do you want to share a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So the retreats are like blowing our mind. The, the, the last one that we did sold out in two weeks. So we're like, okay, well, we need a bigger venue. So we found this place. I was guided there by an ecstatic dance. So after the last retreat finished, I saw this poster for an ecstatic dance. I was like, well, I have to go to this dance. I don't know why. And when I arrived at this venue, I was like, holy moly, this is paradise this is so beautiful it's like it's called soul shine and it's in a place called ubud and it's elevated it's in the jungle but it's in the stars it's just so sexy there's a slide that comes down from the shala into the pool so after you've like let go of some huge stuff you can just like whoo, slide on into the pool it's playful and it's just so cool so it's gonna be there and it's seven days. It's seven days of deep healing of self and activation of everything that I just spoke about. Because ultimately, in order to activate what we just spoke about, it's like you're going to have to let go of some serious doubt, some serious I'm not good enough shit probably. And you're going to have to leave it, put it all on the table, let it all go. And then from there, there will be, a, there's a huge rebirthing for every single person. So if this resonates and you feel the call, then just check out the, the website and see how it feels. You mm. can also do uh, the one program online as well. If you want to dip your toe in before joining the retreat, <laughs> but it will sell out very, very quickly. Mm, amazing. We'll make sure to link your 
website in the show notes and where can people find you on Instagram or online? What's the best place for them to, to find you? Yes. So the site is intuitiverebirth.com. And if you head over to Instagram, it's Rhiannon Hines um, and with an underscore. Okay. Beautiful. Or intuitive rebirth. We have a page for that. So you can find us there. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your energy with us. And um, we look forward to staying connected and I'm excited to share this with our listeners. Thank you so much, Amy. It's been so beautiful to be here connecting with you, connecting with your listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you found value from this conversation, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. I always love hearing from you. Send me a message. Let me know your takeaways. Also, I have a beautiful free gift for you. If you have not already downloaded the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, it is a 20-minute audio guide for you to listen to in the morning to start your day feeling empowered and embodied. You can find the link for that recording in the show notes. And lastly, if you are a regular listener here and you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to leave a rating and a review. This is the best way to support this podcast in reaching more women around the world. To leave a rating and a review, you can scroll down on the podcast app on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes and leave a quick review to share what you love most about this podcast and how it has impacted your life. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Feminine Frequency.